See, you're one of those voters that like romance. I'm going to talk to all my freaks out there. Would you rather come home to me, a genetic freak to be satisfied every night, or go home to that fat-ass Donald Trump? See, tonight we're going to win, and I'm going to be the president of the United States. Come on, Kamala. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 48 minutes of dogs barking. So Jason, I was I was thinking you know, um yeah. how we were talking about the, the crazy groomer ukulele <laughs> and uh you know the, the potential side effects of, of prescription medications and I was kinda of having like a thought in the shower this morning and I was like, you know, what would be like the most oddly specific sort of side effect you could have for like a medication? <laughs> okay. And and you know you know it's like a medication that someone needs to live right like you know something for like people with diabetes or they can't drive well or something like that. And I was like, the side effect would be having incredibly vivid dreams, but quite specifically a dream where you are late to catch your flight <laughs> at an airport. Is either specifically the Dallas Fort Worth airport or the Atlanta airport. Doesn't matter if you've never been there. This is this is the mRNA technology here we're talking okay. about. Okay. And you get stopped. Mm-hmm. And it's Drake. And he wants to take a selfie with you, and you're just like, uh, okay. Right. But when like he gets his phone out and he gets, you know, he gets ready to take the phone. He's like, I can't believe I, I'm meeting Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he's uh, so he's always going to mistaken you for like a serial killer. Okay, and you, you don't know how to do it. And then when you try to explain, it, he just like he gets fuzzy and his voice becomes <laughs> auto tuned, and he just comes really soft. There's no other way. Soft Drake nightmares. Yeah, soft Drake nightmares. Soft Drake nightmares. <laughs> Wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show. It's 40 Minutes Dogs Barking. My name is Jason. This is Brian hey. describing his soft Drake nightmares uh, for you on the show. Yeah, it's Jesus Christ. Dog. Yeah, it's okay, man. It's been, been a long day for me as well. Hey, yeah. So this is the podcast uh, yeah. where we make people upset. Yep. It's going to be great. We're going <laughs> to yeah, Sometimes there's the guests we bring on. <laughs> we make them upset. Yeah. That's fantastic. No one's having a good time. Yeah. Two new social networks have been getting a lot of traction lately because obviously Twitter's dying. Uh, it's Pissnet and, and Shitweb. Yeah, Pissnet and Shitweb. Of course, Pissnet being Blue Sky, Shitweb being Threads. But of course, Blue Sky is invite only for the moment. Yeah. I, I lucked into an invite. As soon as I get one, obviously, you'll, you'll get yeah, one. Yeah, But uh, immediately after, a conservative blogger by the name of Emily Miller on her site, Emily Posts News... Um, wrote this article called Blue Sky Pounces on Conservatives. Wouldn't Emily Post the news be like grammatically a little bit better? Well, because Emily Post, wasn't that a... Anyway, that's a... But yeah, Blue Sky Pounces on Conservatives rejoices over Elon Musk failing Twitter. Jack Dorsey's invite code only social media site grows for liberals to agree with each other and bully the few right of center. (sighs) 
yeah. Uh, basically, she got on Blue Sky, uh, was immediately bullied by the very leftist people on there, and then made a whole big deal about it. <laughs> Talking about Boy, all, not only herself. She, she would have not survived during TCOT. No, God, no. The Bean Dogs, no. No. She, Greg W. Howard, Sam no. Solomon. Any of the, yeah. She did not, she does not have a poster spirit to begin with. No. But also, she, she ropes in a, a Eric Erickson. A conservative talk show host, <laughs> quoting here, became the most blocked account on Blue Sky within a day of skeeting. And yes, skeeting is what they're calling it. Skeeting for the first time. Erickson has 25 followers on Blue Sky, over 200 followers, 200,000 followers on Twitter. All he wrote on Saturday was this. Oh, wow. Unlike the bird site, this site is functional today. He got 500 replies and every single one of them told him to leave Mostly with profanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny because this is a pre-Don judgmental. There's no real hot take in there. They're like, hey, this website works. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they just saw the name and know the reputation. Oh, sure, and sure. it's like, I'm... But like, but that's the thing. Like, you couldn't even just be like, huh, it's nice out today. And people are like, yeah, why don't you uh, have a nice day and die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's a, a couple of posts. Uh, your trash friends ruined the last one. Go back and wallow in your garbage. Uh, let's see here. I'm here to help bully you off this website. We all need to agree right now to bully J.K. Rowling off this platform the second she arrives. Uh, and then the other one that she quotes here was Stephen Gutowski. He founded The Reload, which is a blog all about Second Amendment rights and gun laws. On Saturday, he posted a link to a story about how the Supreme Court may handle a new gun case, and the responses were as follows. I can tell you where to shove your analysis. Uh, no one cares about your opinions. Did you invite Erickson on here? Answer immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just a, a good time over there. Uh, hassling Blue Sky folks, a, uh, a poster on Twitter still complaining. But uh, here's Discordian Kitty. Conservatives are complaining about being bullied on Blue Sky, which is so funny because conservatives literally got a billionaire to buy Twitter for them so they could stop feeling bullied here. And now they're following the rest of us onto smaller platforms and demanding attention. I wonder. I wonder uh, if Ch if Chuck C. Johnson is going to get on Blue Sky and and finally be like, I didn't shit on the floor. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I I don't know if I can stand seeing that guy anymore. Just you know, you know, it's, block you know, it's, on sight. Yeah. We know something really fucking weird. What? During Ferguson, you know, he kind of had his a couple flare ups during the late 2014, of saying some pretty uh, incendiary stuff and getting his ass handed to him as as one would expect. Right. And then there was, I saw a couple tweets from a, a woman who said that he was hanging around Ferguson oh, no. taking photos. Oh, no. And then, like, I was like, huh? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Does she does she think that I'm Chuck C. Johnson? Oh, no. And, like, that was, that was one of the few times in my life I've ever felt really, like, ugly. Yeah. I was like, one of those things where, like, I think, like, I stopped, like, like drinking for like two months yeah like i like i ate healthier <laughs> i'm like kept my beard shorter i'm so like ain't no goddamn way yeah i'm, this, not, no. <laughs> I'm not doing this uh, yeah. fucking chuck c johnson yeah um well one of the new things on uh, blue sky sexy alf apparently was a big thing for a couple of days uh, this user fane greenwood um, well, sexy alf he fucks the cats he doesn't eat them <laughs> or wait 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 he eats the cat but in a, in a in different a, way. Yeah, a very different way. He claims to have made this post, which was a cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue cover. 
If you've never seen it, call Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue is an abominable 30-minute movie where all the Looney Tunes characters and the Muppet Babies and the Smurfs and Alvin and the Chipmunks and Winnie the Pooh all team up to tell this kid not to do drugs. You know, I, which <laughs> begs the question, because I feel like if all those things were coming to talk to me and tell me not to do drugs, I would assume that someone had spiked I would say, coffee. you got some good shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then someone posted, of course, the the painting here of a buff owl. Yeah, this is hella old. Yeah, it became a thing again on this new network, and it just became a running bit. Even Jake Tapper joined in, (laughs) saying, The only thing I can contribute to the ALF discourse is that as a consultant on HBO's recount movie on the early aughts, I suggested the team hire Max Wright, the dad from ALF, to be the voice of Joe Lieberman, but Wright was not in a particularly employable place. You remember? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was that when he was like smoking crack yes. and like, yes. he like had... an abandoned house? and Yeah, yeah. He was in a bad place. I'm <laughs> George Lieberman. I love, I love smoking crack. All of these. <laughs> I'm tired of all of this heavy rock and roll music when we really need more music about smoking crack. <laughs> Oh, somebody did. Somebody used to do edits of Alf where it turned uh, the Max Wright character into a sexual predator. <laughs> and uh, and one, <laughs> here comes Mr. Meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I, I like you very much. And I really do. And uh, very nervous about this whole thing. And here comes Mr. Meatloaf. I think it was Andrew Hussey, the guy who made uh, Homestuck, but... Uh... <laughs> that's just that's, that's a weird... Yeah. It's a weird line to draw from two separate things. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yes, AOC. Yeah, AOC even uh, chimed in. If people are talking about ALF now, then Garbage Pail Kids is just around the corner. Jerry Ryan from Star Trek... Chris Hayes, all in Chris Hayes. Anyway, I think my dad core posting is ruining the vibe here. Back to Alf's hog, which is a very embarrassing thing for a guy on the news to say. But hey, you know, we're we're breaking new ground over there. Speaking of breaking new ground, Barbie is set to come out uh, very, very soon. The Barbie movie, Brian. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's going to make me see it, which um, I think is going to slightly backfire on her because like I... This is not this does not upset me as much as the idea of seeing the uh, live action Little Mermaid. Okay, because right. the live action Little Mermaid thing was like I would rather get in a car with Ryan Dunn without a seatbelt than watch that movie. And it's not because they made the Little Mermaid black. It's because it looked objectively yeah, like a bad movie. All the live action Disney yeah, shit has, has been like just it, foul. The fact that you made the Little Mermaid black is is. Black people should take offense. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't associate me with this fucking movie. What are you doing? (laughs) Get that off me. (laughs) Just based on pre-sales alone, Mattel, the makers of Barbie, have decided that they are going to do a a series of toy-based films. Cool. He-Man, Polly Pocket, but my favorite, of course... Well, Polly Pocket's something different now. (laughs) I got to have to rename the movie. <laughs> but uh, the one that really got my attention and the attention of you never, you never been to a FetLife Munch? I uh, can't say that I have. But uh, 
Uh, the one that got my attention, of course, was Barney, the first film in that uh, slate there. Uh, Daniel Kalia from uh, Nope and uh, several other uh, great films. He's set to produce the film, <laughs> which was described as an A24 type movie aimed at adults. How about Barney the Purple Dinosaur? Now, I will say this. It has been done. It was called Death to Smoochie. Edward Norton, Danny DeVito, Robin Williams. Sorry, it's been done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't need A twenty four esque movies about everything. Like no. that seems really uncomfortable and tedious. Another bad thing that you linked me to, and I've been steadily reading this for the past couple of days, is this gigantic ebook, six hundred and forty four pages of the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. Alleged. Comment. Alleged. That's right. It's a lot of schizo posting. <laughs> oh, no, it definitely feels like you're reading like someone's manifesto from the 90s. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's clearly a bias just in the, in some of the, the, the writing of here. There's some uh, stuff where like every time they mention the president, the, the P is lowercase and then the R is uppercase. It's like, oh, OK, I get what you're doing. You're saying he's the resident of the White House. He's not, you know, he's not mm -hmm. president. All this stuff is kind of smeared throughout this thing. And there's also just some like weird terminology, like women, like particularly when you get to like the the women of the night that Hunter S or Hunter Biden has. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think Hunter S. I don't think, I don't think Hunter S. Thompson smoked crack. Uh, you know, I don't know for sure. I don't think he smoked crack. No. Anyways, um, but Hunter Biden calling these women uh, females. Which yeah. Is a which is really telling on yourself. Some real incel shit right there. Yeah. There was also uh, something that was like a photo of one of uh, Hunter's relatives or something. With a joint? Uh, with a joint. It was referred to as a left-hand cigarette. And I was like, <laughs> I, I literally was like, like fucking like rocking back and forth in my computer chair. I was so angry. Just like, shut the fuck up. It's very bizarre. If you want to get put on a list, by all means, go find it. Uh, Marco I Polo. I think you can get there. like a physical copy sent to you for oh, good. free. Oh, good. <laughs> I'll keep it next to the 9-11 commission report that I have on my bookshelf. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I spent like probably like a half hour on off going through it. I just went through the sex crimes part. Because sure. I thought that would probably be the most like sweet and to the point. Like yeah. it wouldn't be bogged down with technical jargon or like anything like that. And it's just, yeah, he's just like a fucked up, like shitty dude who's just had a lot of privilege and money fall in his direction. And and some of the, looked at some of the drug stuff, and it's just like, yeah, this is just like a kind of a shitty family. Like, it, no, no one here sounds really good. Hunter yeah. apparently isn't allowed to be like alone with one of his nieces, and yeah, Ooh. that was that was heartbreaking to read. Yeah, you know, texts between him and you know, like, and various family members, like, I'm not allowed to be near her unless Joe's around. Like, okay, yeah. that's just. Uh, that's just fucking wild, yeah. Oh. A woman won a monster mini fridge at a truck stop. She was wearing a t-shirt that says "truckin' and fucking." That's number one. Hell yeah! <laughs> In the photo, she has a teardrop tattoo, <laughs> which in prison terms means that you've killed someone. Uh, and then the follow-up from the truck stop says, "Oh, you know, she—it was a hit-and-run accident. She's really sorry." <laughs> There's a lot going on in that that, oh, that fucking rules. <laughs> that fucking that fucking whips ass. I just wish I could have the uh, George Santos the other day. Every liberal's worst nightmare is sitting here 
right now. It's George Santos and three other people who I do not recognize. And so my response was, it's very bold of you to assume that I know who any of these people are. And I'm afraid of them. <laughs> it's just, okay, George, whatever, man. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? And then uh, one last funny one, because, you know, I got I to gotta go out with a, with a funny one. A gentleman in Arizona was arrested for being the penis man. So there is apparently a, a dozen spots in Arizona that are being tagged with just the words penis man. Fuck, also rules? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, according to the Phoenix New Times, a man named Dustin Schomer posted on Facebook Saturday morning that he was arrested in his Phoenix condo by a SWAT team booked on 16 counts of aggravated criminal damage, eight counts of criminal damage, and one count of criminal trespassing all related incidents where he spray painted penis man. But then this article from the New York Daily News, but is Schomer the penis man? <laughs> <laughs> The one that's been tagging spots across the state for two months? Schomer says no. I'm not the original, he said. There are hundreds of copycats with very distinct, different handwriting. Schomer said he heard some people in a Tempe bar talking about the real penis man and got inspired to do some of his own. Quote, I thought it was a good message. (laughs) (laughs) Again, New York Daily News, he doesn't seem to be the only penis disciple. As documented by the Twitter account Penis Man Fans... At least one new tag has been spotted since his arrest. Penis man is neither man or woman, Schomer wrote. We are all penis man. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, I am Spartacus moment here. You know? It's fucking amazing. <laughs> what a fucking news story. Like, boy, what a what a good so, one. So uh, crypt, cr- 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 crypto time. <laughs> it is indeed crypto scam of the week time. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. It is uh, Angry Azuki. We talked about him just last week. Oh, they got screwed again. The folks, yep. Not only did Azuki double dip, but the people who got bilked last time formed a DAO to try to get their money back. It was then hacked. So (laughs) It be your own dudes, man. it, It really do. It's bad enough you th- you thought forming a DAO would fix this. Yeah. Uh, but then it got hacked. And I mean, how much money? Uh, tens of thousands. But still, it's like insult uh, to injury. You know, you're, yeah. you're already out 39 mil. And what's another couple, 10 grand? On Monday, shortly after the group's membership overwhelmingly voted to both hire a lawyer to sue Azuki founder Zagabond and to demand that Chiru Labs refund the 38 million. Two hackers exploited a flaw in the claiming contract and managed to steal 35 ETH, oh, $70,000, thereabouts. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Meta Sleuth uh, saying that uh, the governance token contract, Bean, has been exploited due to a contract vulnerability. But the organization says they're still going to go ahead. They're still going to try to get their money back. They're going to, you know, they consulted a team of lawyers, Legal Dow, a Web3 legal collective. Uh, this here, by the way, courtesy of Decrypt, to determine how best to pursue legal action for the rug pull and others that apparently they've done as well. While the Dow's membership isn't certain it will recover those funds, it is quite confident that a bit of applied pressure will push Jahira Labs to see things their way. And of course, they didn't respond to requests for comment. So yeah. <laughs> 70 grand just nicked because of some goofy code problem. I just, 
insult to injury. Just cannot stop happening for these guys. At that point, I probably would stop doing crypto. But maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just not built like they are. You know, other Azuki holders have sent this doubt doesn't speak for me. <laughs> and because uh, Azuki, he, he what pocket like another like forty mil? Like yeah, that? yeah, amazing. Like Thirty nine mil or something. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Just fuck. And you know, and board apes are going down. Oh yeah, I think the floor price is like. 40k or something I, I, you know, i'm pulling that out of my ass that's just my understanding i haven't been i haven't been going on open sea and, and checking out <laughs> the volume and the floor price on it's fucking pro- apes it's probably a smart move honestly just to well, keep yourself i, I didn't see this the, someone going around posting that the board ape that justin uh bieber paid 1.3 million dollars for mm-hmm. is now worth like under 100k which is Jesus. i mean that's probably true i mean for all we know i don't i don't really keep up with it either but it feels right. I don't know. It just feels like that's how things are going. The price for today is fifty-seven thousand two fifty-eight with a twenty-four hour sales volume of five hundred twenty-six point five five ETH. And as of yesterday, it says is a two-year low. The the apes the depreciated people are getting liquidated on their apes because they loaned them. Because they, they loaned, loaned them. them. Yeah. I just oh boy. I uh, just. Like here's the thing: mm-hmm. if you still bought a board ape on Mint mm-hmm. and you fucking round tripped it, you still are up like nearly like forty eight thousand dollars. Well, what's what's round tripped it? What does that mean? A round trip means you hold something, so like meme tokens and shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they go they they go up and then they usually go right back down, and so there are people in crypto twitter that talk about like i totally fucking round tripped like a fucking seven fig bag oh you know so uh, you had it and you lost it yeah you okay, fucking, okay. yeah you see lots of little stories about that particularly when uh dudes are looking to uh to get engagement when crypto is slow mm. usually talking about like hey this is this is my cautionary tale like <laughs> don't be like me <laughs> yeah like i i uh instead of having 1.5 million dollars i have now uh 40,000 which isn't bad necessarily i should have probably sold at that high point but you know don't don't be a dumbass like me and from what i can tell no one ever takes that advice right uh, because yeah. people who are there's a reason why they call certain individuals in crypto degens because it's short for degenerate. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a degenerate gambler. Yeah, degenerate gambler. Uh, more specifically, uh, the image that I've been made to understand it's like the Japanese salaryman that spends all of his time like fucking chain smoking at the pachinko parlor. <laughs> like that specific type of degenerate is supposed to be the image. It's not just supposed to be like someone that spends all their money on. Uh, like scratchers tickets. Sure, yeah. There's there's a distinct difference there. Yeah, the uh, I mean, crypto punks and and uh, other stuff have also declined uh, according to this. What year. about my lazy lions? <laughs> They're probably also not doing well either. Let's see, Azuki Elementals, which already has problems. Mutant Ape Yacht Club, of course, also down. And the Captains with a Z. Apparently, this uh, that one is also big swings downwards. So whatever happened to that Bore Yacht Club like fucking key or whatever the the show oh. key <laughs> the the game the doodash yeah. the dookie dash uh, yeah let me see let me find out because I am curious yeah dookie dash dookie dash results were in that is in February fifteenth twenty five thousand players spent a cumulative seven hundred and six four hundred and thirty hours exploring the sewer and collecting power ups with some using. Power shart packs to boost their runs, 
The longest run lasted for 10 minutes. The shortest run clocking in an incredible 0.99 seconds. Mon Grawl, the popular Fortnite streamer, has won the butthole key, the rarest and most valuable NFT in existence, and it, ex it grants the holder access to exclusive events and experiences within that community. The value of the butthole key is expected to increase in the coming years. This was from February. <laughs> Lord only knows what it's worth now. So yes, the uh, coveted butthole key won by a Fortnite streamer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still can't believe that, like, with all the money that Board Ape Yacht Club has behind it, like, just how bad and consistent the art was. I know. I know oh, yeah. I know we, I mean, they're scammers and they're frauds, allegedly. But, like, even then, it's like, I would at least try and keep up the appearances. Yeah. I can't. I wonder if you can liquidate the butthole key. <laughs> Let's see what the butthole keys were. Are you Googling, can you liquid liquidate the butthole key? Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> okay, so two weeks later, the streamer sold it <laughs> for 1,000 ETH, which at the time was $1.6 million. You know what? Smart person. Yeah, but yeah, he uh, he, he won the thing and he, uh, he turned, it, uh, turned a nice little profit on it back in February when that was probably the smartest move you could do. Someone just bought an NFT of a key that came out of a digital's monkey butt for 1.6 mil. Best part, no one even knows what it does. It's all it's all poo poo doo doo going all the way down. Pee pee poo poo. Pee pee, poo poo. Well, this this bit is our main story of the week, Brian. Yeah. It's one that I barely even remember. I heard inklings of this guy, the occasional FIAD post, the occasional 4chan post when I was on there. Uh, I was unable to find very much information except for one, count them, one article about this man. And it was written in 2004. And this guy's uh, been around for a lot longer. Well, I I'm sure he's he's not with us. <laughs> he he may not be with us. But again, I was not even able to find an obituary or anything like that. Like I'm typing all these you know variations on his name. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to say when I first knew about this guy, there was a lot more information. And it was mostly just people like on kind of like random forums being yeah. like, yeah, this guy, he's like a local lunatic, and mm -hmm. um, it's really fun to call up his show and and, and, and flush the toilet and just be an <laughs> asshole to him. Uh, mostly just that stuff. He's not even a real doctor. Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, but who are we talking about? We are talking about Dr. Luscious Conley. Uh, are, you, are you sure it's Lucius? L-U-S-C-I-O-U-S. Lucius. 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 I said luscious. I said luscious. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. Well, you know. God, I mean, I got black friends. I got black friends. Dr. Lucius Conley. Doctor in big quotes, because as you said, not a real doctor. No. Uh, <laughs> according to Eric Snyder of the Tampa Bay blog Creative Loafing, that was the city Tampa village voice type of paper, the caller has reached full bellow. I'm with you, Dr. Conley, he says. We should kill all the white people, just like you said. Kill them all. <laughs> Lucius Conley, the World War II vet who hosts the show Dr. Conley Live, on Tuesdays on Tampa Bay Television 20, looks into the camera with a mildly amused expression. The caller hangs up. It's tough to tell whether the man was sincere or running an ironic ruse past the old-timer sitting at a desk on public access. Either way, Conley is not sure how he got painted as a kill-whitey-black militant. I don't want to kill somebody, he said, rapid-fire, his voice high-pitched. People ask, how do you hate white people? I tell the people, I never said I hate white people. I never said I want to kill white people. The callers want me to say something out the way, you know? 
Conley's latest theme is that Jesus Christ was a black man, that the black race is the wellspring of humanity, and that black people are superior. Black people birthed white people, he chirps. White people don't believe it. You can take things black and make something of it. You can't take nothing white and make nothing of it. Former sharecropper, grew up near Lake City in Florida, started on public access in the late 80s in a campaign to get his disability pension from the military. (laughs) They weren't going to give it to him. And so he decided he's going to go on public access and rail about it. (laughs) And eventually he got it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, fucking good for him. So it says, after decades of battling the system with help from a lawyer, Conley was granted his disability in the year 2001 and now receives a monthly check. Public access helped me get my disability. Yes, sir, it did, he says. So, yes, people would love to call in to Dr. Conley's show and razz the living shit out of him. And, I mean, there's we'll put a few clips in here back-to-back of just some some real wonderful ones. You can find them on YouTube. You just do Dr. Lucius Conley. Or also, <laughs> as this video's headline says, racist black man. <laughs> the user... Simply comedy. Yeah, it used to be something else, but it's now comedy. I'm actually kind of... I, I go back to these videos every couple of years, and I'm amazed they're still on there. Yeah, yeah. There's such an interesting window into a certain period of media, which is the local cable access. Cable access is, and, yeah. And these people definitely... These individuals definitely got a second life on the internet. Mm-hmm. There was like what the the family auto mart in yep. Florida, also in Florida. Yep, yeah, a lot I of Florida. Not, I remember visiting my aunt in Ties, my great aunt in Tiesville, uh, uh late nineties, and it was like a lazy Saturday morning. I think we were going to go do something, but I'm just like being lazy in the living room, flipping around the channels, and saw family auto mart on the local access Fantastic. channel, yeah. and I was like, even even as like a ten year old knew like oh. Because I knew from watching The Daily Show who these right. people were. Yeah, they would wind up on shows like that or like Talk Soup or something. And they yeah. Would, yeah, the clip shows would use them a lot. Public access was ripe for comedy because, yeah, it's amateur hour. These are people that they're not professionals. They're not paid to be there. They're volunteers. Yeah. And they're notoriously, you know, unpolished, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to call-in shows. Call-in shows, obviously, just always a source of tension, especially if you don't have a screener. As Dr. Conley clearly didn't. No, it's, <laughs> so they, it's just a thing on his table. Yep, he just pushes a button. And that is how, I mean, 80s and 90s, public access, That's that was the extent of your, <laughs> your huh. tech. That was about all you got. You're lucky to have maybe more than one camera. Did you know that I did a public access show? I did not. I did, at the age of about 9 or 10, I was on a public access show called On The Move. And it yeah. was Ferguson Public Access. And it was a kids show, so they had the kids be hosts. Yeah. Um, and it was very weird. It was like the, it's. I did it for like six months. I don't even have any tapes of it, but it was just it's a surreal experience. That's the the time I met Stan Musial. Really. Was through that because he was doing a book signing. Stan the man. He was doing a book signing, and he signed my book, and we did a whole segment. And I interviewed him for like three minutes, and it aired on public access. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> it was a strange time in my life that I barely remember, but you know, it's it. It made me go, hey, I want to do TV and radio. And then, you know, that didn't work out. So, oh. <laughs> but, you know, public well, you access. Them, but now you've got a podcast. Indeed. So public access it kind of was the proto-podcast, I guess, in a way, because it's like amateurs just kind of hacking it and, and putting a product out. There were so many guys like Dr. Conley. Like, there were guys, you know, there was a... a group in texas that did this like goth show yeah a couple of those are still floating around i mean you'll see these compilations of like public access stuff but yeah he's 
Dr. Conley <laughs> is definitely a slice above just because he was angry and he had a lot of black liberation theology going on. A lot of the like almost like black Israelite stuff, like the Hotep guys. Very and, like yeah. very like proto. Um, and I, I think what draws me back to these videos is not that like here's just like a bunch of people yelling incredibly racist, vitrolic shit at like a, a black veteran <laughs> yeah <laughs> even, even if he is like an absurd person and he he gives himself he calls himself doctor even though he isn't <laughs> yeah. you know like with all these things it's just it's more that like there's someone that calls he he's like you know you're on the line with dr conley and so someone's going doctor doctor <laughs> and like he just like he just knocks him off the line and he goes Oh, that's dog turd. I haven't heard from dog turd in a while. He must have been out of town. <laughs> I haven't heard from dog turd in a long time. You know, Dr. Conley? Dog turd. Dog oh, we old dog turd. I ain't heard from him in a long time. Dog turd, you show back up now, eh? That's my friend, though, dog turd, yeah. I ain't heard from him about two years or something. He must have been out of town. It's like people just say, like, I mean, like, the fact that people feel comfortable just calling him up and saying the worst racist shit is a little upsetting. Yeah. But sometimes his response is just like, oh, no, you're not going to do that. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, he does. Sometimes with certain callers, he's able to, to keep that sense of calm. But what I, what I found was really interesting because this kind of dates it. It's 2004. Today's topic, would the Reverend Al Sharpton make a good president was Jesus. the question of the day. He had people calling it. I'm just going to go ahead and say no. But, yeah, probably you know. not. He's too short. He's also just... There's a lot of baggage that comes with him. Oh, yeah. Stuff, I've, seen so. him in, I've seen him in real life. Yeah? I saw him standing next to a sedan. He was not taller than the was, roof of the sedan. And was this, like, after he dropped all the weight? Is this skinny? This was okay, a... this was skinny. Geez, geez, you know, not the, the, the... Say, I found something humorous, uh, incredibly uh, sad moment in time, but it was at Mike Brown's funeral. Mm. And I'm just like, man, he's... He's tiny. Yeah. There was like also like indie media people there dressed up like anime characters. It was really. that That's surreal. Yeah. There was, was a lot of weird shit going on at Mike Brown's funeral. But that was like, this one's the thing. I'm sure he's like a tiny little guy. I could put, <laughs> I could put him in a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> take him home with me and put him in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little guy. When he goes in the bed, he takes a little leaf. Yeah. And he, he puts it up to his chin and he goes. Oh, <laughs> honk, schnoo, me, 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 me. You know, he's he's doing that. He's got the the just, big bubble coming out of his nose. Yeah, he's just, just a little just, guy. It's just a little just a tiny little guy. Uh, but yeah, would would Al Sharpton make great president? Eh, yeah, I don't think so. And this one <laughs> topic: black women. <laughs> I couldn't even do with a straight face. <laughs> topic. Black women. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where are we, where are we where going, going with this, with buddy? Yeah. The top of the day is black women. Yeah, black women. We're going to talk about black women today. Yeah. Always talking about them pretty black women. You know. That's one of my favorite topics you had. Uh, when you had that like four times, that's the best topic there is. Uh, yeah, it is about black women. We're going to talk about the, the area of the witchcraft. The witches back in them days. We're going to talk about that today. All right. That sounds, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds All right, man. I think the best topic next to that was about how you were stupid fat about that shit, you know. Uh, I know you. So you all right, you know. You, you crazy about the black women, too, you know. It's obviously what a terrible thing, but just the, the fact that, like, 
it's real. This is just a real meandering conversation. Like, yeah. you know, you've had this topic four times. I think this is the best topic. <laughs> and I think it's also. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, what the. F-? <laughs> that's a that's a very classic one. You'd, you'd be able to get people on C-SPAN with that a lot. Yeah. You start uh, Howard Stern's balls, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> you'd start talking very complimentary about their show, and then, and then boom, you hit them with something, and then they'd have to be like, oh, "Well, that's not appropriate." <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, topic is black women. And he said something about what about white women, and then Doctor Conley goes, uh, "Yeah, the m- witches or something." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, white women are witches." Is that it? Yeah. Colorful character, at very least. He's always wearing the hat. I've mm-hmm. noticed this in every single one of these clips. It's it's this hat, and it obviously it's like the VFW is the official hat of like the VFW turkey shoot. <laughs> yeah, it does not look like anything out of an actual uniform. It just looks like something they give veterans to like get him to go away. Uh, <laughs> this whole thing about him being a doctor, I have to find this because it's like there was at some point where they explained like why he called himself a doctor. Yeah, here it is Conley who gave himself the appellation doctor. Oh, that's it. That's all. That. <laughs> I think some is just a chip on his shoulder because in that article he describes fighting in World War II. Yeah, coming Buffalo back, Soldier. Buffalo Soldier, yeah. Coming back and being disrespected and being disrespected because he's a black man. Right. So, like, some of the stuff he says and all that, like, I understand why he's kind of taking that, that power back. Yeah. You're... Yeah. And obviously, this is a man that fought for his country and. His country didn't respect him for it. That could be a real legitimate, deep, long-lasting, lifelong-lasting cut that never heals. I can certainly see that. I mean, yeah. Jesus. So so what we do, we, we, we call up his cable access show, and when he puts us on the line, we flush a toilet. <laughs> you know? I know. It's, it's just... It's disrespect to disrespect, it. yeah. It feels like a Mike Judge bit. It kind of does. Well, I mean, he's intriguing to watch. Mm-hmm. That's that is the one thing I will I will say about it because here's another here's another bit. You know, Doctor Conley. Um, I wanted to come and tell you, you have a real bad attitude. A what, baby? You have a real bad attitude. Attitude. Uh huh. Why you think I got an attitude? That's the Bible I'm speaking about. Did, did you got your Bible? Mm hmm. What, what, now what did the Bible? You read what I just said, that If you got one, show me you ain't lying. Sir, so, so what did you say? Dear on seven, show me now. Really? Oh, I'm saying that the man who called had a real bad attitude. Oh, I thought you said you had a bad, real bad attitude. Mm-mm. Okay, well, you like the show? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lost Nick, Mm-hmm, I yeah. really do. I enjoy it. Okay, anything else? Mm-hmm. What did you know? What did you say? Is there anything you want to ask you want to say? Uh, um, what chapter is you reading of the, um, Bible? What now? What chapter of the Bible are you reading? Uh, Deuteronomy 7. Huh? Deuteronomy 7. Okay, Deuteronomy. Um, and one more thing. Um, is you, are you a preacher? No, ma'am. Okay, thank you. All right, man, thank you. That's my little girl there. I hope she understands where she get to heaven. You know, Dr. Conley. Hi, Dr. Conley. Yeah. How you doing? Fine. You a f***ing ass. See that? See, see what I'm trying to tell you? So... <laughs> 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 So it's this young woman. She calls in. She's super respectful. She's asking him questions. She's like really shy. Right. And he has to keep repeating himself because she can't hear him and he can't really understand what she's saying. 
And then, you know, he's like, okay, all right, that's, that's, that's good. Picks up the next call and it's boom. <laughs> just Jesus. Yeah. I mean, just an aside here, we yeah. should probably put a trigger warning at the beginning of this. Sure. This one just be like, hey, there's some really vulgar language. In oh, this I'm, one. I'm bleeping the living shit out of this episode. Yeah. You don't believe me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, just, yeah, but like, yeah, the, the juxtaposition of that, that him being very patient mm-hmm. and then like, you know, he's like, oh, I hope she, you know, I hope she gets to heaven. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is this, bah! <laughs> yeah, just pure filth at him. Uh, yeah, and, it's. And here's his response. <laughs> See what I'm trying to tell you? <laughs> That's just it. Like, he just like takes that in stride. But man, every once in a while, he'll go on a rant, which is part of what I was trying to clip there. But uh, just what a fascinating character. And. The fact that these are still around, good. Thank you for preserving that. But also, boy, what an odd ar- artifact. <laughs> what an yeah. odd artifact of like a... I, I keep wanting to say it was 4chan, but it might be something awful. One of those two I, I knew are, of it from Fiat. Okay. Most certainly. Yeah, this was like late aughts. This went up... Because I think like it went up like 14 years ago, 13, 14 years ago. Oh, okay. Cause, so so that even, would, by, I still would have been reading the forums. And by that point, it was still old because this is 2004, so a couple of years after it was aired. Yeah, someone someone was trading the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this would be the kind of thing you would trade tape. Oh, yeah, yeah. This would be like Winnebago Man or like, you know, there's that infamous... Big Bill Hells or whatever. Big Bill t- Hells, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge pissing? What's that? <laughs> Fuck you, Baltimore. Fuck you, Baltimore. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Tra- tape traders do kind of look for the the weird stuff. And... Yeah, there's you know like the the one of like the two the two old decrepit guys that like lived together and all they did was fight and it became like a radio show thing. And <laughs> there's there's a million stories like this, yeah. particularly f- coming out of the eighties and nineties. Yeah, cable access in general had a lot of influence on stuff that people are still doing now. So like Longmont Potion Castle when he was coming mm-hmm. up was was calling into a lot of these cable access shows. I mean, and Tim and Eric, p- obviously. Yep, those guys. <sighs> Artifacts of a stranger time, to be sure. But yes, his uh, his his point in this episode, by the way, is that only black people will go to heaven. <laughs> so... White people trying to take over the world, but they ain't know nothing, nothing saying about it. But that's what they're trying to do. Get. Take all your money and take it. If you know, when they get you broke, you ain't got no job. They ain't gonna feed you no more. All the white people got all the best jobs in the world and send you to the army to get killed. Well, you don't have no job when you come back. We're the bunch of fools in this country. That's all we are. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I really do just miss giving like the local crackpot like 90 minutes on like a Saturday night. We have local access. Well, St. Louis, we still have ours. We still have them, yo people. With the, <laughs> have you never seen them, yo people? I've seen him. I've seen. I've seen him around. I thought he was like on like actual like broadcast. Well, that may be where it started. I know that there was a, a few, <laughs> a few places that that did have him. But, uh, but yeah, them, your people, Mister Gary. I had it wrong. It's Mister yeah, Gary. Gary. What do you say? What do you say? Welcome to the show. It's Mr. Gary, the king of hospitality. We're the only reality show starring you and your people. When I show up, I show out because I know what it's all about. What a wonderful man. <laughs> KDNL. The, oh, so yeah, it was it was the uh, the local uh, ABC affiliate. So yeah, it was uh, Channel 30. Oh, wow. How about yeah, that? He was Mr. The... Gary. One saw him somewhere, and uh, then I saw his car, and he was double parked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, hell yeah, go for it, dude! It's yeah, fucking, he's like, I had to get here. He was like, I had to get here, and I had to get this shit. 
Who cares how I'm parking? <laughs> Did he say who cares how I'm parking? No, I mean, I no. just assumed like, that it was his mindset. Like, who gives a shit? And it was like funny to me. Like, it was actually really funny to me because it's like, this is a really busy parking lot. <laughs> yeah. He double parked his PT Cruiser or well, whatever he had. And I'm yeah. Like, and he's also, he has now a van that's wrapped. It's got his face on it. Oh, no shit. Yeah. This was, this was like. <laughs> Five or six years ago. Oh, okay. But I've seen I've seen him all around town. Now he's 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 always got a big smile on his face. And oh yeah, happy guy. I love him. Yeah, but I just love it. Like oh, he's double parked. <laughs> it is now time for, for everyone's favorite part of the show. It's Shock Tut J Pig. Uh, and now the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock JPG. This week we have one that goes by two different names. Okay. It was originally called thewillpower.org, also known as suckdude.com. <laughs> suckdude.com. <laughs> also, that's just gay.com was also the, the, the oh. one there. Um, created in 2007, hosted by heyya.org. It still lives on on You're the Man Now Dog, the willpower.ytmnd.com. You can see it for yourself. It is a looping gif of a man performing fellatio on himself, while in the original version, the DVDA song Now You're a Man from the soundtrack to the movie Orgasmo plays at full fucking volume. It's on a, it's on a brown... Oh, so tiny. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he's, he's going for it. You know, um, Adam Friedland said that Sucking your own dick uh-huh. doesn't feel nearly as much of like you're getting your dick sucked as much as you are sucking a dick. Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> that that's the case. Yeah, that's that seems right. Uh, it, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what really gets me is the fact that he's got like shades and a snapback on. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's about to go f- play froth. <sighs> and then the, the you may have heard it uh, in the background there while Brian was uh, describing the photo that the the you're the man now dog version has a a remix of ZZ Top's "Give Me All Your Lovin'." <laughs> oh boy, the yeah, power. Uh, yeah. What what a time to be alive? <laughs> and again, that's that's see, I this guess is why white people that. aren't going to heaven. That, see, Doctor Conley's right. Conley was right. Uh, we're, the, we're fucking white devils. Why? I no idea. And the brown couch that he's on is one of those sectionals. Look like big sectionals, and it would be what you'd refer to as a hot couch because uh, the minute you start laying on that thing, that thing is picking up all your body heat. Like I can, feel, I feel clammy just looking at it. Oh yeah, that like you don't, you can't see the coffee table in front of that, <laughs> but it's there. But you know what's on there. Oh yeah. Yeah, just like a bunch of napkins from different fast food places. <laughs> um, At least one empty pizza box with maybe like one. Crust. Maybe maybe one empty pizza box. I was going to say like uh, a bowl of cereal that's been eaten, but now the what was left of the milk has evaporated. So now it's like oh. the shit's just like glued to to the bowl whatever's oh. left in there oh the last I'm... couple pieces of wheaties or <laughs> captain crunch or whatever like you know you got fucking bleach that shit in hot water <laughs> oh I, I can smell it now oh, that's geez. yeah the... it's it smells like it smells like jack-in-the-box tacos <laughs> regardless of jack right. whether, whether it's been in there or not God, it's I got that smell Jack- 
go over some Jack in the Box tacos, man. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. You ready to uh, to dehumanize yourself and uh, face to bloodshed? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I'm going to tell you something. Like what? all all the Jack in the Boxes in St. Louis, I, I think are like run by like the same two or three like companies. Yeah, yeah. And like I think they have the same practices, which I, I I'm going to say are probably just above code. Oh yeah. Um, because I remember going to California one time and, and flying in. And like we're all just fucking starving, so we go to a Jack in the Box in Orange County, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. This is what like a Jack in the Box taco tastes like when the oils change more than like every six months." Oh, <laughs> it's like we were all just singing. Oh. Like, oh, I forgot. Like, I forgot what it's like going to a Jack in the Box that has like that has some sort of standards attached to it. Because <laughs> all the Jack in the Boxes in St. Louis are definitely kind of like, like it's like the Jack in the Box you go to because like child support's got your whole paycheck. Oh. Yeah, there's definitely some corners being cut, and uh, especially the one up the street here, not great. Oh yeah, no, I mean like it's, it's. I've been. To, I know which one you're talking to about, yeah. and uh, it's it's definitely made me upset in life. <laughs> the very definition of what you would call a struggle meal. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like it definitely like you go like I've been that, I've been the line. In the drive-through line at that, sure. at that Jack in the Box, it definitely felt like I had like was taking stock of the actions in my life that led me <laughs> to this moment. And what, it's not, and, and it's, led me here. And it's not. I was hungry. No. And I was like, "Fuck it, we'll go to Jack in the Box. We fuck it, we ball. We're going to Jack. We're going to the bad Jack in the Box on Kings Highway." Right. Uh, no, it was more like, "Well, you overslept <laughs> one time." And you miss that math quiz in college. It's and all been downhill from here. You know? And that was like looking back 15 years in the past <laughs> and being like, this is where I fucked up. This is where I am now because I fucked up. I'm at, I'm at the, the world's worst jack, worst jack in the box. About to get the, the saddest tacos. <laughs> they're fried, but they're still somehow limp. I don't understand it. But yeah, that's just, it's it's just, just soggy. Yeah. Tacos have problems, is what we're saying. The problems. mini talks, the mini talks are kind of where it's at, though. Yeah, yeah. There's less room for the for the for them to fuck up. Yeah, I think there's less steps. I think they're literally just <laughs> you put them in the fryer and you take them out. I think with and also with the uh, the taco, like the taco meat's like mostly soy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why we're talking about Jack in the Box so much. I don't know, but uh, it's I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Gosh, maybe you are I, hungry. I just got yeah. done sucking my own dick. <laughs> You know, I could go be for really hitting the spots of ta- Jack in the Box tacos. I just had my own little jumbo jack in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, uh, I got some buttermilk ranch to spit out on these tacos. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I, there's there's definitely been times in my life where I've gone to Jack in the Box, got Jack in the Box tacos, and they did not give me enough buttermilk ranch, and I was like fucking livid. Oh, yeah, just yeah. like punching the wall, angry. <laughs> Like how am I supposed to enjoy these tacos? Mm-hmm. I was like Morgan. I'm certainly more. How am I supposed to enjoy these tacos if I don't have enough buttermilk ranch sauce to enjoy them with? So I guess it's time for the breath mint, Brian. It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the breath mint. You wanted to get what, the what buttermilk the, ranch the sauce. What was the impression I did that like got Danny all fucked up? Was it Morgan Freeman? It could have been. I think that was the we, we were doing the we were doing the the um, Walter 
bit what? back and forth. What? But, I, but I think <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, yeah, it might have been Morgan Freeman. <laughs> he he flipped out a little bit. Like, <laughs> what the hell? This poor man. Yeah, torturing him with this show. A respectable man, in his field. He comes in here and is basically like, I don't know. Whoop. So if you had like two buttholes, which one would you part out of? And yeah, just real, real high class conversations. That's how we do it. That's the show. If you had two buttholes, which one would you fart out of? Would, would you, you ever, plug one up? No. Would you play favorites with if no. you had two? Would you? I'm no. a lefty kind of guy. No. Once, okay. So the, the question is: Is it vertical or horizontal? I don't know. I haven't really thought. I mean, uh, let's just say vertical. Are you top or a bottom? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it'd just be whatever's easier, whatever's not gonna stain my shorts or something. I don't know. A, I don't know. I don't know either. This is a deep philosophical question. Yeah. Say, say Aquinas <laughs> once once ruminated about these things and the true nature of, of God and worship. And what if, what I think if God that was had to <laughs> What is the nature of the butthole? What is the nature of the butthole? <laughs> Dogen translation the dharma of the true right eye instead of this the dharma of the true brown eye ah yes. yeah, yeah yeah there we go yes so anyway it's time for the breath there we go ah <laughs> oh, boy all right so this week brian i have been enjoying the gay pirate show our flag means death are you familiar with this one we watched like the first like two or three episodes that type of humor I think needs to die with what we do in the shadows. Okay. Um, I feel like it's just not a not a Taika Waititi fan. Then it really feels like someone is just pouring sugar down my throat. Okay. And and is also making me chew down on tinfoil, and I've got fillings. Okay, fair. It's <laughs> abrasive. It can be. I certainly understand that. But but I understand that people enjoy it. Just because I have no joy in my heart doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> right. No, because I just thought it was uh, charming, and I, I do I do love the, the guy who's the main character's voice. Yes, yes. I mean, there, there's, like, good casting and all oh, that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for other things in sure. life. And so the Gay Pirate Show, enjoying that. Uh, it's very silly. I, I quite like that the plot is just... He was a fancy guy who decided he wanted to be a pirate just yeah. for fun. Yeah, that, like, part, that part's good. That's good. So what about you, Brian? What you been up to? Gay pirate show somewhere? Like, no, I didn't mean like not shoot if, you down. Be like, oh, this a- thing you like is <laughs> fucking shit. Not if it's gonna know. be like chewing on tinfoil. Man, I just like I just kind of felt like there's some of that tone. Yeah, yeah, that's I, like a little long in the tooth. I don't think it's as fresh as it used to be. I think he's a guy that's gonna get himself blackballed from media pretty soon. Okay, like, I think unless he unless he switches up gear. Of his of his vibes because I like I said like I think he's kind of got himself in a a, a rut. Mm. Um, but yes, there are some premises and there are some characterizations in that show that I think are good. Mm-hmm. But I think as a whole, I think we were just like fatigued. Sure. On on that whole deal, I understood. And maybe maybe now if we went back to it, we'd feel a little differently. Yeah, because I think that was coming. We were coming from Yellow Jackets, which is you know very melodramatic and very kind of surreal and like going yeah. from that to something a little bit more lighthearted and silly was kind of the sure. go-to sorry i didn't mean to come out there oh no no it's fine like, <laughs> be like you know fucking you just wait 20 minutes in the world's most tedious line you get you get some overpriced entree from a food truck and like you just turn around and just slap, slap it out of your yeah. hands and yeah. be like 
Hey, did. that sucks, by the way. It sucks. <laughs> you wouldn't like it. I did you a favor, yeah. Uh, I, I was trying to stop you beforehand, man, but uh, yeah, I was over at this other food truck that's really good. Uh, what's it called? Oh, man, it just, I don't know. They just left. They just left. I don't know. No one spoke English. I just like pointed. I just pointed at a picture, and then I got what was in the picture, and I thought that was pretty tight. That does sound about right. Um, yeah. It's been really fucking busy lately, but uh, we did, my girlfriend and I, we did take a little bit of time over the weekend, the lovely holiday weekend, mm. to watch a, a movie I didn't really know anything about oh. uh, called Whiplash. Oh my, what a treat. Yes, not not the one with, um, not the one about the roller derby girls. No. No. The, the no that mo- one's called Whip It. Whip It. This is the only time I'm going to tell the story, but I, I met a, a band that was in that movie called the Etz. Oh yeah. I was a big fan of, and they played Cicero's in St. Louis in like 2012, 2011. And I was asking them about it and they, they got mad at me because I was making fun of Jack white because I will never not make fun. Even like back (laughs) then I was like, I don't know. Shit's kind of lame. And like the white stripes are kind of like, I think that shit was special, and the rest of the other stuff that sounds like it's for car commercials. Were they besties with them or something? They, the Jack White did take them on tour with the Green Horns. Oh, <laughs> not the Green Horns. Uh, Dead Weather. Okay. Um. All right. But uh, they got a little mad at me for. But but before that, they told me a story about how they had the um, premiere screening or whatever, yeah. like wrap up party in Nashville. Okay, which is where they're from. Yeah. And Elliot Page shows up in a Mini Cooper. And, you know, a bunch of fucking degenerates that probably all hung out like Glenn Danzig's house and stuff like, you know, freaking weekend people, baby's all right type folks. Okay. Um, uh, apparently we're at we're at this bar and they're like, Elliot Page has a mini mm-hmm. and Elliot's mini. Uh-huh. And apparently that embarrassed Elliot Page so much that he just got back in the car and drove off. Oh. And I'm like, I mean, they're right. He is tiny, but <laughs> yeah. But this is like one of those stories where I'm just like, I don't know. Well, I don't like people from Nashville all that much. <laughs> I like, at least here in St. Louis, we would have been like, oh my God, real celebrity. Right. At least pretend to be, you know. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And, you know, someone had to be like, is, 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 is that the person from Arrested Development? Like, no, right. shut the fuck up. <clears throat> yeah. No. Yeah. Whip it, Whiplash. I mean, it shows you how much I, I pay attention to like early aughts <laughs> films. Right. Um, but Whiplash. What a film. I think there are horror films where I was less anxious. Yes, it is a very tense film. Uh, for those of you in the audience not familiar, the Whiplash is a movie about a would-be jazz drummer. He was like 18 or 19, and he is like kind of friendless and self-isolated. <laughs> very driven. Young yeah, man. and all he wants to do is be a great jazz drummer. And so he goes to this music music college and he's like in like one jazz band and then he gets uh, upped into like the premier one but the instructor who is played by JK Simmons JK Simmons is just a absolute fucking demon of a human being <sighs> yeah there I've, there's like nazis in films <laughs> that are less evil than that man well JK Simmons in Oz played a nazi uh, so it's 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 I right up about there. that it, yeah. it was very natural for him <laughs> yeah Oof. Not because he's a Nazi, but because he's played he's terrible, played this, evil yeah, people. He's got this intensity in this role. Yeah, Boy, um, it's it's really well done. I feel like the the actor that they pick for the young man uh, is I'm not saying miscast, but like 
it's a little flat. Well, and I know that's some of that's probably on purpose. I was but say, the, yeah, I think I think part of that because, um, God, who plays his dad in that? Paul Reiser, who does great. Mm-hmm. He's only in for you know ten fifteen minutes. I'm sorry, it was Miles Teller. Miles Teller, Andrew. Yeah, he's the yeah someone who's played in bands and played with people that were a little up there on ass. Like yeah. I kind of know the whole like no start it again no start it again. Oh yeah, there's one sequence that always stands out to people. And it's, uh, <laughs> he's trying to, please. Are you early or are you late? Yes, yes. Am I dragging or am I rushing? Yeah, that, that, that whole sequence where by the end of it, he's crying. Are you fucking crying? Oh, you're one of those single tier guys? Yeah, just raw, man. But the movie then pulls back a little bit, but then there's the sequence where he's trying to get to the performance yeah. and he has a fucking car crash and he drags himself out of the fucking wreckage to get there on time like are you fucking kidding me it's fucking insane yeah it's it's fantastic uh definitely recommend on all accounts whiplash the the climax is really interesting yeah i all i i know nothing about my girlfriend she was like you, you gotta fucking watch this you've never and seen she it was right. and she, she was right <laughs> and while we're watching she's like you know I just don't get jazz like I mean like, I like the music they use for this this movie and like there's other things but like just like the 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 I guess the general concept is like a little lost on which which is fine because not everyone is is gonna be orally and intellectually built to appreciate music that is just sometimes the world's biggest like dick sucking self suck yeah yeah uh, some people can't stand Zappa for that same reason. There's a lot of improvisation. There's a lot of, you know, this type I mean, of stuff. I kind of like Zappa. But what I'm saying is that some people yeah. aren't tuned into that wavelength. But, there, but there is like a lot of jazz music that is just someone like with a mirror between their legs looking <laughs> at their own asshole. Sure. I, I don't I don't think that the, the J.K. Simmons character in that movie is that, though. I think he's just this stubborn perfectionist who, who wants it a certain way. And he's going to do anything to get it. And I think somebody talked about Whiplash, and I can't remember who it was, so forgive me, but they compared it not to any other music movie, but to a a sports film. Because it's about pushing past your boundaries and kind of reaching this goal. I think they compared it to Rocky. Not so much that, you know, anybody wins at the end, but that, you know... He goes the distance, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was an interesting comparison because, yeah, it's shot like a sports film. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Very intense close-ups, but they're meant to give you this impression that he's really pushing his body and, and, and brain and do it, this intensity. And it really comes through in the way that's shot. There's Money in the Bank, the WWE. Oh, live premium event or whatever they fucking call it <laughs> they don't call it pay-per-view no 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 i can't say that the first mainline premium live event wwe has hosted in london hmm. and i don't know like 20 something years 10 15 it's been forever it was cool yeah the woman's money in the bank match was pretty fucking tight the men's was fine um the Roman Reigns, actually, you know, this is, I, don't, I don't want to talk about Money in the Bank. Let's just kill it. No, that's fine. I'm, like, I'm just like, eh. it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Like, um, it wasn't like fucking mind-blowing or anything. I'm kind of seeing what happens at SummerSlam. Um, 
I think the only thing that really keeps me watching WWE is that now there's so many people in the mix that were on NXT mm. when I first started watching NXT that it's like kind of entertaining because the men's money in the bank match was Shinsuke Nakamura, um, Logan Paul or Jake Paul, whatever one of those motherfuckers that wrestles now, Damian Priest, Pete Dunne, who unfortunately wrestles as Butch. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. and I'm trying to think who else. Ricochet? Ricochet. Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. Yes. Yeah. Santos Escobar. And I felt like they put on like a really fucking great match with some really great fucking spots and they didn't have to do any fucking crazy, like, like super fucking crazy, super fucking risky shit. Right. Just to like get the pop. Yeah. Which is kind of my problem with some of what AEW does sometimes. You know, I think AEW is probably the better promotion. Yeah. There's a lot of flippy spinny, like, oh, like, yeah, someone could just probably, like, died right there on live TV <laughs> shit, which I kind of don't always like. Like that Will Osprey Kenny Omega match, which is one of those things that makes me wonder where pro wrestling is going as far as, like, stuff that isn't WWE. Because, like, they threw on this match that's, like, a fucking clinic of what a five-star match should be. Yeah. And didn't really have to go to extreme just had to fucking have the momentum right. tell a story have these ups and downs have one person over the other and vice versa and then will osprey puts king omega and this drive called tiger driver 91 which is <laughs> when you just plant a dude like on the back of his neck Ooh. and uh it's uh, a really risky move there's really no way to do it that isn't a botch as far as i understand and the guy who invented the move Died from internal decapitation. Jesus. Uh, from taking it so much. I believe this is the guy, the man who invented the move, or at least I understand the move. Uh, Mitoshora Misawa was okay. a Japanese wrestler. Born June 18th, 1962. Died June 13th, 2009. Mm. Uh, basically died from taking a suplex that like internally like decoupled his spine. Oof. And like his neck, Jesus. Um, and I think um, Ray Mysterio Jr. accidentally killed a guy the same way who had taken so many bumps to hit like his neck and his vertebrae that when he did a six one nine on him, like basically like just like, oh yeah, who, yeah. So it's not a good move because even if you take it technically right. Yeah, that's still, still a terrible bump. Right. There's like, you know, fucking superplexes where you suplex someone off the top rope into the ring. Right. Like there's no good way to take that bump. There's no. a lot of moves that you can take mm -hmm. that look painful, that look flashy. And if you're working with someone you trust and you know what you're doing, you could really no sell it. But that's kind of the fun of doing this thing that's flashy. It actually doesn't hurt at all. And then you act like someone just hit you with a hammer in the side right. of the head. So Will Osprey does a Tiger Driver 91 on Omega and it doesn't go really good. And like, I think how the best way you're supposed to take it is you tuck your chin in right. as you go down and it's supposed to hit the top of your shoulders. The way Omega takes it is that like it, it crunches Ooh. the side of his head into his shoulder because um, he lands like right on the side of his neck. Right. 
and you're like, wow, that's really fucked up. And you didn't <laughs> like it wasn't like this match was like lacking any high points that you need to pull out this really yeah. <laughs> really sketchy move to sell it. And of course now King Omega is like in the press being like, Oh, you know, like oh, it's just it's what we do and like I, yeah. I was prepared to take it and it's like you know, you could just say you guys made a bad choice when you're plotting out this match. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. taints it because yeah. you're like, oh, well, this is there's this part that's really risky, and like MJF, who's like the ultimate fucking heel in AEW, who's like always fucking on, doesn't break kayfabe really ever. Well, say in media scrums, like, yeah, I don't do that shit because like the fans, like, I get to live, I have to live in this body. The fans don't give a shit, <laughs> right? And we're really just kind of feeding. I'm paraphrasing, really, yeah, 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 like greatly here, but we're feeding this really bad habit in pro wrestling right now that we have to do these big flashy spots that could fucking cripple someone, yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm not going to do, do. That. yeah. And, and then so uh, the so the main event, uh, the Usos uh, beat Roman Reigns. Is that as as true? Yeah. And apparently when he was getting pinned by I forget which Uso brother, uh Jay, right? I think it was Jay. Um uh, Roman Reigns apparently said I love you which <laughs> oh. just oh wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling indeed. Wrestling. It was I mean it was a good match. I think the you know, I'm a fucking mark because I really thought Romans was gonna drop the titles to um Sami Zayn. Yeah. So I still think it was it would have been a fucking tremendous move. Yeah. And giving him and giving Zayn and Kevin Owens like the undisputed tag team titles, taking that from the Usos was fine, but they're not yeah. really doing anything. And it sucks when people have the belts and they don't do shit with it. Yeah, it is kind of a weird, like, we're treading water kind of thing. Like, what do you, what do we do? It's like a here? holding position because I don't think they really defended the, the, the titles or anything. Well, I certainly didn't on this one. No. I think now what will be interesting is seeing Roman Reigns as he loses authority and loses control. Yeah. As a heel. Right. I think that will be interesting if I, like, I think people are getting a little tired of it. People starting to jump ship from the whole bloodlines scenario and all that. Like, I, th- I think giving Sammy the belts would have been really fucking interesting. I mean, unless they're planning something. Oh, they're going to give him like Logan Paul or whatever. Jesus Christ. Well, they want Logan Paul to win. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, LA Knight was also in the Money in the oh, Bank match. That's, yeah. who, that's who I was missing. And LA Knight is the most fucking probably over guy in the company right now. Good for him. Like, he's in his late sure. 30s. He's only got a couple more years left where he can really be in, you know, big belt pitchers like that. Um, yeah. Apparently, they want Logan Paul. Whichever <laughs> fucking Paul brother it is. The fucking win money in the bank. It's like, cool. So, you're going to give you're gonna give that opportunity to another part-timer. Yeah. When Ro- yeah. When, well, Roman was kind of a part-timer for a little while. But fucking... Yeah, Brock Lesnar, who just like... Oh, boy, I remember for a while, there was going to be Seth Rollins, too. So, you know, who the hell knows? I find Seth Rollins to be really boring, like, 75% of the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, a guy who apparently is, like, in the hardcore music and, like, based all of his merch off of hardcore band shirts and... For being like kind of kind of boring, yeah. <laughs> like I know local wrestlers who are in hardcore bands who are more entertaining to watch. Yeah, so yeah, it's so so strange. There's a lot of guys that when they get to WWE, they just kind of fucking coast. Yeah, because they made it. They this fucking is, yeah. yeah. They don't have to fucking prove it anymore. And I mean, I think that's kind of true with AEW because I had to like convince friends that you know, K Mega actually used to put on really fucking cool matches all the goddamn time. He just did them in Japan to like right. rooms with like two hundred people in them. <laughs> yeah, because he was young and hungry, and he had yeah. to. Yeah. Well, there's a, a intergender match. I forget who he's up against, but uh, it's him and Oscar. 
Okay. And they just do hip checks. I'll say, yeah, she's... she's this is a whole entire match. They're, they're like 90% of their offense is just slamming their asses <laughs> into the other people's face. It's pretty impressive. I mean, she, she's something to watch, man. I, yeah. I, like, I like watching her every time she's on. The other thing that I have for the Beth Myth this week, I'm reading a book called Drunk on All Your Strange New Words, a locked room murder mystery sci-fi book. <laughs> so this woman works as a translator for this alien race, this ambassador for the alien race, and he is murdered in the in the embassy, and the only suspect is her, and so she has to uh, kind of figure out what happened. It's just, it's a nice twist on the Who Done It because it's done with a little bit of a sci-fi flavor. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it was a Lindsay Ellis book a couple of years back. It has that same kind of vibe, but it's definitely it's interesting. It's something it's it's something familiar, the locked room mystery. We all know that one. It's staple of the mystery genre, but it's done in a way that's kind of new and fresh and I kind of like that. I like doing something you know, but in a way you haven't seen it done, which is yeah. you know, that one. And then the uh, the only other thing that I have is Farlight 84. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of that? Have you seen that? Oh, I haven't. It is a team shooter that has a battle royale and a deathmatch mode and a couple other modes. And it's a character based. So it's a kind of a mashup of your Fortnites and your Overwatches. There's drivable mechs in it. It's free to play. It's kind of a hoot. Just been kind of dicking around in that for a while, uh, catching a few dubs. I did a battle royale and did pretty well, which I usually don't. That tells me that either. I was playing against bots <laughs> or, or that the people who were playing it are on my skill level, which is great because God, every time I try to join something like a call of duty or something, I just get smacked in the ass for 20 minutes straight and go, well, this is supposed to be fun, huh? But, <laughs> but for this one, you know, and it's got the usual free to play crap, with the battle passes and all that, you can easily ignore it. You gain pretty decent XP just by running around the world. And the death match only has two maps right now. So it's a real, Feels real early access, feels real kind of cheap, but it looks neat. And there's some cool um, traversal stuff where you can kind of use jetpacks to get around the little levels. And um, it's kind of fun. Uh, just kind of a, a neat little time waster while I'm still plugging away at that Yakuza 7. Just uh, taking taking my time with it, savoring it, doing all the little subquests. But every once in a while, I'm just like, you know what? I just want to kill some time with some mindless shooter. And that kind of fits the bill. So yeah, Far, Farlight 84. Free to play, most platforms. Don't even know which ones it's on, but I'm on the PC for that one just because, like, that's that's what I got. So yeah, yeah. I don't really have any games I'm really looking forward to for like rest of the year, except for Starfield. No, cool. I got, I got. So, so you're saying I can't be disappointed by another Elder Scrolls game? I didn't say you could. Another be. six years <laughs> because they had to make a sci-fi game that probably will be broken. Well, yeah, it's Bethesda. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. Well, we like, but it'll be somehow more broken than Fallout seventy six. But at least it'll look pretty. <laughs> I, you know what? Fair. That's fair. Even even with Game Pass, I'm not sure if I'll play that. <laughs> I just I've been, I've just been burned. I mean, yeah. I think Armor Core six. Yeah. and maybe the Super Mario RPG remake. Oh yeah, definitely. But I do not want to buy a Switch just to play that game. That's true. That is that that one because yeah, that Super Mario Wonder. Oh no! With the the furry vor <laughs> elephant Mario. Despite that, I still think it looks fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to those as well. We're uh, we're gonna tell you where to find us online, Brian. Why don't you go ahead and start us off? Okay. If you want to flush a toilet at me, <laughs> call me a, a homo white devil. <laughs> Tweet dog turd at me. 
uh, you can do that ishogidibor I-S-H-O-T-G-U-I-D-B-O-R-D it's Twitter and Instagram if you want to check out my photography portfolio it's assholemusicphotographer.com if you want to check out my foes and words it's amusicphotographer.com hey. and I just have my first piece over at theartsstl.com go up uh, my little review of Black Midi that was a fun one to write oh yeah and, it was a fun uh, one to read thank you and also up on Amy's Photographer, my write-up for um, Young the Giant is up. I had a lot of fun writing that one. And I uh, really like some of the photos I got from that show. And uh, what well, I got in the hopper uh, Monday, I'm waiting to get the final okay from their PR, but it looks like I'm going to be photographing Melanie Martinez. Okay. Which is like if Grimes were... Uh, not into eco-fascism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, it's It's... I don't know. I I think it's really in, like the 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 editor for the RSSCL is a guy I've known all enough for a number of years named Jason, and he tagged me on Facebook on the little preview I did for the show, and he's like, "Yeah, so uh, I had no idea who this person is, but apparently they 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 sold out the venue, mm-hmm. and they have 14 million uh, followers on YouTube." Are, are, are double platinum artists and i'm like yeah isn't isn't life weird like, yeah that is very strange I, well i you know honestly why why i remembered that her first record had gone double platinum I, I, I the first thought was like this happens to people that aren't like you know like jay-z yeah like that can still that happen yeah like i didn't know that was possible except for like the the people that had 20 plus year established careers are are just put in your face by the <laughs> by the music machine with like you can't fucking go anywhere without seeing them or hearing them like the fucking goatee ass shit but yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to that show the new record is is pretty interesting and has like a lot of kind of like lo-fi vibes but also like very less lush instrumentation and i was like listening to the record yesterday at work and i just had I was just playing on my phone at my desk while i was doing stuff and I'm really, really thankful that someone came up and talked to me and I paused the music on my phone. And I'm sure the people I work with wonder what the fuck's going on with me because like they walk by my desk, I'm playing Billy Woods and then they walk by my desk layer and I'm playing like the babies and then I'm playing this shit. I'm sure there's like, is he just like a schizophrenic or I'm like, well, sometimes like someone did ask me, I was like, well, sometimes I just got to listen to stuff that I'm like going to be photographing and refamiliarize myself. Sure. And yeah. they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. And like, not necessarily I can get away with young, the giant. Cause that just sounds like pleasant music, but like, Melanie Martinez, like one person, was just like, "What? So what's up, man? Like, <laughs> you doing all right?" Yeah. But I'm really glad I paused that song where I did because the next track was her very explicitly talking about getting uh, her, her her cat ate while on the rag, <laughs> and um, I, I, I like because I was like, I got in my car, and that song started playing. It's called. I think Moon Cycle. <laughs> and I'm like, this is my first time listening to the record all the way through. Like, I listened right. to the singles a few times. And I was like, oh, this shit's cool, whatever. I'm in my car, and that song starts playing as I start to drive home. And I'm like, I am so glad this didn't play. I'm so glad I wasn't. And, yeah. uh, and, and then I found out that that song was written partially in response to her ex who like wrote a song that implied that like women were gross and like irrational when on their period. So writing that song implies that her ex-boyfriend apparently is, is a fiend (laughs) for, for the uterine lining. Okay. 
And I was just like, you know, I like this messy drama. Yeah. I like this. And the song's yeah. not that bad. It's just like, this is a little bit explicit in the way I was not expecting anything yeah. on this record to be. And like, you know what? Fucking uh, power to you for making it like actually kind of a bop. But there yeah, was definitely yeah. times where I was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is where we're, <laughs> lyrically, this is where we're going. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster and, and I'm just in my Corolla. <laughs> that's wild. Anyways, I'm sorry, Jason. No, no, that's fine. Uh, what where where we can where can we go to call you dog turd? You can call me dog turd on any of the social medias that exist right now. Chances are I'm on it. Uh, most of the places you'll find me under video crime. That's V I D E O. Are you on Thread? I am on Thread. V I D E O C R I M E. That's Twitter, Blue Sky, and Mastodon. You can find me as Laser Goose CEO on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads, as as Brian so astutely said. And threads, by the way, dog shit. Not, it not looks good. like piss. Not great. Yeah. And also, it looks like the EULA that you got to accept oh, is it's piss. ridiculous. Yeah, it's, this, it's the same one for Instagram, so it's not great. You can find the show, 48minutesofdogsbarking.com. From there, you'll see our various socials. But yeah, we're on Twitter as 48minutesofdogs. We do have the phone number you can give us a call. You can call us up and, and tell us how we're not getting into heaven. That's 314-246-9766. Oh. 314 Ahoy Poo. If you like to spell with your telephone, shoot us an email, Jason, at 48minutesdogsbarking.com. I thought I wasn't going to heaven because I wasn't baptized. There's that too. <laughs> or Brian at 48minutesdogsbarking.com. That's Brian with a Y, by the way. Yeah, that about does it for the show. Now, we were really saddened this week, of course. Uh, Rick Froberg of Drive Like Jehu and uh, from Hot Snakes passed way too fucking young if you ask me mm-hmm. uh, we're going to close it out with a little something by Drive Like Jehu one of my favorites of theirs Golden Brown <sighs> well as we always say at this time namaste and good luck Bye-bye. bye bye bye